This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. The swing and a high fly ball, deep left center field. Fletcher is back. He's at the wall. It's a grand slam for Ryan Noda. It's the A's first of 2023, and he has tied the game at eight. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. The number is 833-625-2278. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. The A's win this one 2-1 to one over the Twins. Ryan Noda becoming the game changer with the home run over Kente. Kente Maeda in the eighth. Trevor May seals the deal, gets his 21st save of the season against his former club. Cody Elias joins me as well. And Ken Korak is standing by. And Ken, I mentioned Noda. You know, getting that home run there in the eighth, his 16th of the season, that's just part of what he's been able to do this year. But what makes him so special in these clutch situations and just overall? Well, I think one of the things about Noda is because he has such great plate discipline, he normally gets a good pitch to hit, Jess. I mean, 75 walks entering today among the rookie leaders all time in Oakland history. So and he's been working really hard. You know, people think, well, you're playing out the string. It's the end of the year. But Tommy Everidge wanted Noda and Lawrence Butler to get to the ballpark early yesterday just to do some early work and you know, reinforce some things they've been working on down in the cages here. So the work continues, and uh, yeah, that was a big fly, as we said. Now, Ken, one thing that's gone kind of unnoticed this year, not not by us, but by national media, I would assume, and maybe not all Ace fans, but Shea Langelier started his 122nd game tonight at catcher. That's the second most in the American League behind only Cal Raleigh of the Seattle Mariners. He started 17 games last year behind the plate for the A's when he came up from Las Vegas. 24 different starting pitchers this year for the A's. What have you seen in the growth from Shea Langoliers behind the plate and helping this young A's staff build towards 2024? And it's been like, what, 41 or 42 pitchers overall, right, Commander? So, yes. Correct, yes. I mean, he's had a lot of work back there. And even Mark Hatze was saying earlier in the year when the A's were, um, you know, for a while there, the A's team ERA was over six. And so just trying to work with the pitchers and even trying to refine the pitch framing so that you make sure you try to get every strike you can get back there. So it's taken a lot of work, and his offense, maybe the average has suffered a little bit, uh, Commander and Jess, but still it's 21 home runs. So, And he can throw. You know, he's thrown out a lot of runners. So I think he's been, I mean, there are people around the ball club and the media who think that even though his average has been right around 200, uh, he actually might be the most valuable player on the team this year. He's definitely one of my most improved, I will say that. So it's great to see what he's doing. And Ken, before I let you go, we talked about Medina during the pregame show and what he needed to work on to finish out this rookie campaign. Did he complete that task today? No doubt. I mean, I thought he was great. And one run and, uh, you know, six innings and three walks. And the interesting thing, and we had talked about it, on the broadcast is that he's actually walking fewer people in the big leagues than he walked in the minor leagues. So, I mean, 5.42 ERA is not where he would want it to be. But I think, in, and you look at a guy who's only thrown 16 and a third innings in his career in AAA even. So he has a great arm. I thought he mixed in some change-ups, maybe more than we've seen in the past today. And uh, so, yeah, the future is bright for Medina. 
Uh, Ken, real quick before you go, I'm going to ask the, uh, the hard-hitting question. Does the 18-game losing streak end for the Twins in the postseason this year? <laughs> I think so. I do. Uh, it's going to be a good postseason, especially over here in the American League, because one of those clubs isn't going to make it, right? Right now, Seattle's on the, you know, they're the ones that are, would be the team out. But the fact that they own the tiebreaker against Houston, they could still get in there yeah, if, if they wind up tied. So uh, right now it would be the, the Twins and the Astros. So I think with Pablo Lopez in the first game and with Sonny in the second game, they're getting Correa back. I don't know if they're going to get Royce Lewis or Buxton back, but playing here at home, yeah, I, I, I kind of think that that streak's going to come to an end, Commander. Yeah, Ken, well, we'll let you go, but I'm sad. This is our last post-game show of the season, Ken. It is? Wow, I'm bummed. Me, me and yours, yes. Wow. Well, you know what? I appreciate everything you guys have done. It's been, it's been really a joy. And, you know, it was Johnny's last game on radio today, too. So it hasn't been the easiest of years, but I'm proud of our crew for the effort everybody put in this year. And everybody, you know, worked hard, and I think um, our job is to entertain, and I think you guys did a great job of that. I agree. You're the best, Ken. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, guys. Thanks. That was Ken Korak. Yeah, and Cody, I think when it comes to today's game, it was so imperative for Luis Medina. And I was talking about it during the pregame show. It's two different teams. Obviously, the Twins are heading into the postseason, and we don't know what what that's going to entail. But these young guys, Joey Estes, I mentioned Medina, and of course, of course, Boyle still has to finish out the season as well. They have just as big of a workload as far as what they need to work on heading into the offseason. Because this is, it's not a tryout for them. You know, they've made it. They have to hone in on those skills and master them because like David Force said, we're not going to put anybody out on a major league baseball field unless they're not, unless if they're not major league ready. So these guys really have to get as much work into this season before they have a really important role in 2024. Yeah, we're trying to, the team's trying to build a staff for 2024 heading into spring training. And you know, JP Sears will be there because he'll make his 30 second start, which is incredible because it's, I believe he's the 19th pitcher, left-handed pitcher in a Oakland A's history to make 30 or more starts in a season. So that's good to see. Ken Waldachuk, he's made over 20 starts this year, and he's pitched a lot better in the second half of the year. You know what you're going to get from Paul Blackburn? I know there's going to be a lot of questions. Will he be here next year or not? But you want to, but you got, saw probably Luis Medina's best game of the year because he won six innings, allowed one earned run, threw 93 pitches. He threw his changeup very effectively, and his and his you know his four seams always going to play with the, the life on it. But mm -hmm. I was impressed with him. But yeah, they're trying to build a staff going forward. Those guys, you still have to look at Mason Miller, what his future is. You mentioned Joe Boyle and Joey Estes, but there's a lot of guys they're trying to figure out who are going to kind of fix in that you know fit in that puzzle next year for the rotation because it's going to be very young because every guy in that rotation, aside from Paul Blackburn, because I think he turns thirty, they're all going to be under thirty still. So yeah. it will be another young rotation moving into 2024 for the Ace. And, you know, a lot of inexperienced guys, but definitely already, which is going to be really, really fun to watch. We're going to go over so much coming up here on the A's Clubhouse show, going over the two to one win. We're going to talk about the future of these guys, what Luis Medina did on the mound today. Of course, Ryan Noda and a couple of injury updates as well. So we'll see you back here on the A's Clubhouse show. 
Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy-to-use website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland, and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. And the 2-1 pitch. Luis at the belt. He fires. That swung on. Lifted. Short left field. Playable. Blade is coming on. He's right there to make the catch. And Medina with a gem in progress. He's allowed just one hit through five innings. And after five, the A's lead the Twins 1-0. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Numbers 833-625-2278. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. Jess Kleinschmidt and Cody Elias. And Cody, let's go over just what Medina did in six innings, three hits, one run, three walks, and four strikeouts. And he got through 93 pitches, 55 on strikes. And this couldn't have been a better outing for him. We wanted to see him have command. We know the velocity there. We know the stuff is there. For him, just an interesting season overall to kind of get the call up. Perhaps his ETA was a little bit more delayed. But you got to kind of throw that out the window. A lot of these guys were streamlined to the bigs, of course, with that Mason Miller injury. We saw Medina a little bit earlier than perhaps we would have anticipated. But he needed this outing so much to end that rookie campaign. For his confidence, a lot of these guys want to end on a good note. And that's so important, especially heading in to this 2024 season. Because the pitching staff, this is every single team across the league you're only as good as your starting rotation especially early on in the season we can talk about yeah defense wins championships obviously every freaking part of your team wins a championship but this season the big question was starting pitching and I think we're really starting to see something special born for next season yeah I hope so because if you look at all the playoff teams heading into this you know, postseason in 2023, every team that's in the playoff hunt or clinched already, they're all in the league leaders and starter wins. And the A's don't have a lot of starter wins. I think today may have been their 20th win from a starter, which mm-hmm. is obviously very low. It's, it could be if they don't win any more games, which I'm hoping they do because I don't want to go to Modesto with Towney. No, no, nothing against Bitter Bill, but I don't want to go to Modesto. So we need to get that one more win to get to 50. Uh, it could be the record for least amount of wins, I think, for a starting rotation in a season. But all these guys were young and inexperienced coming up from this year. And what you saw from Medina, he's only 24 years old. So it's not like he's a, you know, 28 year old journeyman who the A's has found on the, on the waiver wire to start. This is a guy they're looking to build towards the future. And he looked good today. You know, nice mix of five pitches. This, the four seam slider change up sinker and a curveball. I still don't think he doesn't throw his curveball enough, but today the changeup was great. Got two swings and misses on it. So he looked good out with that. The four seems always going to play. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's his bread and butter, but, him going forward, what you saw today, like I said before the break, I think this was his best start of the year. If you just go through and look at his game logs, 
he's had some good games. This is the first time he went six innings on one run or less. Uh, so it, it, it was a good building block for him. And the tough sixth inning where the Twins had the bases loaded, gets the ground ball, gets the double play ball, and gets out of the inning only allowing one run. I think that was – I think Shooty Babbitt said on TV it was a great building uh, – uh, learning moment for Medina. And I completely agree, and he got out of it, and the A's bullpen shut it down after that. But I think this is a really good start for Medina going into next year, kind of like what we saw with Ken Waldachuk last year in his last mm-hmm. start here with Bonnie and the Angels. Could be another good thing for Medina heading into 2024. Yeah, and I think it has to show a lot of patience that we have to have with these younger guys and these opportunities. How many times have we been on air scratching our heads about the Ken Waldachucks? I'm, you know, seeing him now, I'm really disappointed in myself because he needed just those opportunities to figure it all out. And I, I pulled him aside recently, and he's a very shy person, but I just saw him be more loose in the clubhouse, laughing a lot more. And he said he wasn't, you know, honing in on the individual batters he was facing, which is so silly because when you think about it, you're not paying attention necessarily to the name on the back of their Jersey. If you're a pitcher, but could you, it's really hard not to think about that. Talk to Brent Rooker about that. When you, when Brent Rooker hit that home run off of Shohei Otani, you don't think he was, utilizing his approach and realizing I'm going up against one of the best pitcher slash hitters slash players of all time. They pay attention to that stuff. So when Ken Waldachuk was able to take a step back and just trust the stuff, be confident in it, things changed. And so that's good to see. And for Joey Estes, this guy, very obviously a very small sample size. And I'm not just talking about his outings. I'm talking about just who he is as a person. It was so good to hear Johnny Dosco talk about talk to him earlier during the pregame show. I feel like the first game of a young pitcher, and we're talking a 21-year-old, and a young battery with him and Tyler Soderstrom, two of the youngest batteries. What was it? Something along the lines of like since 1970, they wouldn't have two 21-year-olds going up against each other or utilizing the battery as battery mates. So to know that we are giving these guys these opportunities and they're showing up, Cody, they're showing up and showing out. And Estes even said the day before his, or the day of his second outing, he was totally different than that first. And think about it. When you get the call, you can't say, hey, man, sorry, this isn't within my five days of rest that I'm used to. I don't really feel like we should. You're not going to do that. You're going to get the call. When Cot says it's time for you to go, when Reardon says it's time for you to go, you get your stuff and you go. And so now that he's had those five days, you know, these guys, they need their their ritual. They need their routine. And he was able to beat Joey Estes. And that wasn't who we saw on that debut. And that's that's fine. And I think it was really cool to hear from him say, this is who I actually am. This is the confidence I have. Because Bobby Crosby told us about him. We didn't see that Joey Estes that Bobby Crosby told us about in that first outing. That second outing, we certainly did. And it's not just what they can do with their pitches. Like you said, like with Medina, it's the situational pitching as well. It's what they can do with the bases juiced. It's what they can do in these do or die scenarios. And it sounds silly to say, but it's 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 a different situation in minor leagues and the bigs. There's a huge jump there. We even saw it. Luis Medina's walking less guys 
in the bigs than he is in triple. And you have to think like like do, like what if, what is the front office seeing beforehand than what we see? And then we finally see it, and we're like, all right, I feel you. So I'm just getting really excited about this because it's like it's about damn time because we were leaning so hard on JP Sears. At one point, we were leaning so hard on James Caprillion. We were leaning so hard on a lot of these starters. We can finally disperse some of that workload and know that they can all handle it. Yeah, and, you know, Walter Chuck starting tomorrow against the Angels. Well, he's slated to start tomorrow. And in 16 games since June 29th, he has a 375 ER, 373 ERA, which is really good for how bad the year started for Ken Waldachuk. So you're seeing a lot of growth out of him. And we've seen this now more a little bit this year, which it's not really the A's way of doing it with starting pitchers, but a lot of these guys aren't getting a lot of starts in AAA. And you've seen a lot of teams do this a lot more this year, like the Angels, the Rangers have done it. A lot of teams have teams applying to Pacific Coast League. Their guys aren't pitching in AAA. So they're going from AA straight to the majors or maybe making a start or two in the PCL and coming to the major leagues. Like Mason mm-hmm. Miller only made one, one, one start, I think, in Vegas, and, and he got called up. Joey S has only made a few starts. Joe Boyle only made a few starts in AAA because you know it's a hitter's league and your ERA is going to get inflated. So why not just call him up and give him a chance in the major leagues? Now, I'm not saying call a guy up straight from single A like Rick Porcello did all those years ago for Detroit, and he was awesome. But that just doesn't happen that often. Or get a guy drafted straight out of college and come up. But these guys are learning in AA, skipping AAA or making a few starts and learning how to pitch at the big league level, which is a very valuable experience, building into something and building a rotation going into next year. As you said, Joey Essence is only 21 years old. Joe Boyle is 24 or 25. He's still they're still super young in their playing in their age and their playing career because they haven't played a lot of time at AAA. So going moving forward, they're they're getting a lot of experience, and it's good to see. Hopefully, this molds into a great young rotation that's spearheaded by a JP Sears and a Paul Blackburn, then followed by Waldachuk and others. So hopefully, they can keep this momentum going against the against the Angels for the last series of the year and going into spring training in 2024 in, in Mesa. And when you take a step back, and obviously we're we're in the thick of it, we see these guys, kind of like what you mentioned with with Ken Korak. Like maybe the national media isn't paying attention, but I would just be so jazzed to know that I have a a pitching rotation that starts with JP Sears, and I'm not talking about just his abilities, but just what he's what he can do and help the entirety of that team. And like, you'll just see, you'll see him on in the dugout helping Luis Medina with his English. You'll see him just be that dude. And I think he's the reason Ken Waldachuk is out of his shell a little bit more. Like he's just making so many more impacts. Knowing his win loss record doesn't show what he's able to do. I know you're going to say it, pitch, pitcher wins don't matter, but they freaking do when everybody's obsessed with numbers attached to these guys, especially in baseball where the hardos who can't throw the ball have to depend on the numbers. They're going to use those numbers to define them. So it's just something to think about. And I, I'm just, I'm just really excited for this, for this starting rotation next season and knowing these guys are, are up for the task. So it's going to be great to see. The A's do win this one, two to one over the Twins. Coming up next on the A's Clubhouse show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network, we're going to hear from Trevor May, who got his 21st save of the season against his former club.
Hey, it's Eno Saris, your friendly neighborhood baseball scribe. There are two things I love, baseball and beer. When I'm not busy around the ballpark, you'll likely catch me back with a cold one at any of Fieldwork Brewing's eight locations sprinkled across the Bay Area. Fieldwork's got a rotating lineup of over 20 beers on tap that's as diverse as any 26-man roster. They got everything from super juicy, hazy IPAs to crisp pilsners and tropical sours that make your taste buds do the wave. Whether you're all about that draft life or prefer to grab some cans to go, Fieldwork's got your bases covered. Check them out at fieldworkbrewing.com to learn more. That's fieldworkbrewing.com. When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay, Mechanics Bank. Since 1905, Mechanics Bank has been helping Bay Area and Northern California businesses find success and perform at the top of their game. See how they can make a difference in your business today. Call or stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. Unbeatable mileage from Chevron with Techron unlocks all kinds of unbeatable trips, like to family dinner the next town over, or to a family wedding the next, next town over, or even to a family reunion over the river and through the woods at Grandma's house. Any drive is worth it to see Grandma, especially when you can stop along the way for unbeatable cleaning power from Chevron with Techron. Your engine will be thanking you for making the trip. Download the Chevron app now and find unbeatable mileage near you. 2-1 A's in the ninth, and with two out, and once again the 3-2 pitch will be on the way from Trevor May, and it's swung on, and a high pop on the infield, and Nick Allen coming in to the dirt just left of second, he's there, and he makes the catch, and Trevor May comes back to the Twin Cities and notches his 21st save. The A's salvage one game of the series as the Athletics beat the Twins by the final of 2-1. to one. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. That's right. Trevor May seals the deal and gets his 21st save of the season against his former Minnesota Twins. They gave him a nice tribute. He definitely made an impact there. He sat down with Johnny Dosco after the game to talk about his outing. Back on the A's Clubhouse show, uh, Trevor May with us. And uh, Trev, wow. I mean, just to come back here and do it here, emotional. I know you're beloved here in Minnesota at the, at the in this city, at this ballpark. What was it like coming out? It was... Uh... It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, it all kind of kind of conflating back, especially like when we got here the first day. I, we were like staying over by where I live too, so it's like it's like I never left a little bit. Um, it wasn't that long ago, but it was it was a good amount of time le- ago. So, but yeah, to to come here and, and kind of see what it's like on the other side and what it's like in this dugout and. I don't know. It's just special. I tried to take it all in. I, I when I ran in, I tried to look around, think of 360, and just really enjoy it because uh, I'm pretty sure this was the last place I needed to, to visit as a visitor. Uh, oh yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was my the last team that I never had a strikeout against too. So wow. Uh, check those boxes as well. So I, I those are weird things that I know about. So yeah, a lot of it was a lot of. A lot of fun seeing everybody too. Everybody over there is the same. Uh, no one's no one's left. So uh, it's always good to see them. And, and they were my brothers for a long time, and my, my you know family away from home. So 
um, yeah, it's it's been a fun in a lot of ways. How is it? How is it facing guys that you know so well? Not only just you know them personally so well. Is it wild? I mean, you got to obviously got to lock in on what you're doing, but what's that like? It's funny. Uh, the three guys I've just faced weren't on the team when I was there or, uh, or in the organization. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping like I'd get a Kepler or a Polanco or yeah. uh, you know Buck. Buck's not not healthy right now, but like those couple guys and Jeffers actually, a, a video came up from me pitching to somebody on the Astros. I think in a playoff, and Jeffers caught me twenty. I didn't know. I forgot he caught that game. So um, those guys are. Uh, it would be. It would have been cool to face one of them, but uh, they also know me so well that like. Yeah, I kind of wanted to bust out the new sweeper against them, frankly, just to be like, I got a new pitch. You didn't even know about this. Um, But, yeah, it's it's weird knowing so much about those guys and, like, having to scouting report them and and seeing how they've changed over time. uh, But also, I'm also pretty – it's pretty cool to to watch their success this year and and how a lot of those guys have grown up because they were – a lot of them were kids when I was, like, young, and now they're 30. So it's it's pretty cool. What's it like uh, just come back here and seeing these fans, right? You know these fans so well, and they know you – that must have been pretty cool. This is pretty cool. Um, yeah, a lot of people have, have said hello, said hello, and and that uh, they've been keeping keeping up with me. And it's just a it's part of the country too. You know, Twins territory is a, a very very uh, you know nice and humble kind of culture, and and pretty laid back. And it's 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 they're just they're always gotten smiles on their faces. So I really appreciated that when I was here. And, and I think I got another dose of it coming back and again, like people that I'd seen a bunch of different times at twins fest and at games over the years, show, uh, still coming to games, like nothing, like nothing. It's almost like a time cast, like nothing changed really except for the logo. Uh, but so it was, uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. And finally, uh, how satisfying has this year been? I know you've been through so much and been so open, and it's been so refreshing to see someone so open as you've been, everything you've been through, and not only just the success you've had, but how you've grown as a human being. It has to be this year is something that maybe your best year as far as everything you've learned about yourself and about this life. Yeah, I, I'd say growth-wise, probably one of the more, most growth I've done in the shortest amount of time as a person. Um, you know, I think my relationship with the game of baseball changed a little bit too, in a, in a, in a good way. It wasn't very healthy there for a while, and I, I saw it as something that, that was kind of life or death, and kind of gave me feelings that I didn't want to have a lot. Uh, and and that's kind of re- Uno reversed on me a little bit. I, I think we found a good place. Uh, a good relationship with with results and with statistics, which is like everything. And uh, yeah, I made some promises myself, especially coming back off the the the, the anxiety thing, and, and just like I, I had a I had a way I wanted to approach the game, and I feel like I'm I'm very proud of be, that. I feel like I've done that too. I kind of executed my plan to a T, and and I think the results have just kind of come with that. I, I don't think that I. I never really even thought about what I could, how I could turn the year around, or like, yeah. that wasn't the goal. The goal was just to, just to try to enjoy what I'm doing as long as I can and find a, a peace in the game. And I feel like that peace has been, um, is there for the most part, and that's that's all I really wanted. That's that's it. So everything else is just kind of a byproduct of that happening, and it's almost like I wish I would have done this 10 years ago. That's all right, man. Hey, listen, you affect a lot of people in a positive way. Really enjoyed getting to know you. And I know it's just baseball is just one little part of your life. You have so much, so much going. So thanks for the chat and appreciate it. Of course, my pleasure. Thank you. Trevor May, our guest. 
Jess and Cody, let's send things back to you. Well, he pretty much summed it up there. I was going to talk about just the journey that Trevor May has been on this season, Cody, you know, landing on the IL with anxiety related issues and being able to be open about that, especially, you know, in the new times where we're actually embracing mental health and mental health awareness. He had no, he, he said he had a very, a, not a good relationship with baseball. And that's, that's real. That's some real stuff. And we obviously saw what he did at the beginning of the season, um, really struggled. And to see his numbers now has just been amazing. And to do it, it is, you know, the, the park that he said, the the team he spent so much time on and his, you know, his other family and that related and just what he was able to do on the bump. And we didn't have a closer. We had no idea who the closer was going to be for the A's. And he's not only making his name and stamping it on that title, but doing a good job of the process, Cody. Yeah, since he's came back from from the uh injured list with anxiety, that was on you know, in towards late May. Since that time he's pitched in 39 games, he's had 21 saves, a 204 ERA, and he's been he's been a uh, shutdown reliever for the A's, which is something we never thought we'd say this year with how bad some of the things have gone. Trevor May really stabilized the the back end of the bullpen and, and the closer role for the A's. And I know although some people We'll say, well, why does a closer matter on, on a team of 49 wins? Well, you need to have a guy that's able to close down games for you to get to those 49 wins. And Trevor May having 21 of them since coming off the anxiety, you know, coming off the injuries with anxiety has been a great step. And I, I understand, I I can sympathize and empathize with him because of the whole the side of mental health and all that, because I'm a big meditation and mindfulness advocate. I have been for years, but, I, but him coming back and dealing with the anxiety with, you know, the pressure being the back end of the, uh, bullpen guy, the highest paid player on the team. Dealing with all that and coming back and bouncing back strong going into next year when we don't know if he'll be here next year. He only signed a one-year deal, but if this was it for him, uh, thank you to, for everything he's done. He's been great for Ace Cast and content we've done, and he's been great on the field for the A's being a leader for this young bullpen and young starting rotation. Yeah, and that, that's a great point too. I mean, every single guy on that team needs to find the young guys and, and step up and be that veteran presence because – it's a, it's a different ball game and that's pun intended. And to know that you're doing more than just guiding them in this game, you're guiding them in this game of life as well. Um, so it's, it's just been wonderful to see what he's been able to do. And during a time where he was struggling and that's great to see. Um, also wanted to put this little injury announcement. Seth Brown was, he left the game early with left oblique soreness I would assume it had to do with yesterday's scenario where he stayed in the game despite being hurt because it's Seth Brown. So if Seth Brown had to exit a game, he was definitely hurt. I know he's the type of guy where he's got to like beg Kotze to let him play. So it's one of those scenarios. So hopefully he feels better. Um, we'll see what happens as far as the rest of the games. Uh, we do have some calls on the line. I'll get to those in, the, in a second. But real quickly – Cody, you asked Ken starting off the clubhouse show about the twins and seeing how they were going to do as far as the postseason goes. Cindy Gray, of course, got the start today for the twins, a former A. And listen to this, his game two start, because Valdelli already announced those starters, will come just one day before the 10-year anniversary of his postseason debut in the 2013 ALDS for the Oakland A's. And he outdueled Justin Verlander, 
with eight scoreless innings. If you guys don't remember this day, I will remind you. It was a 1-0 and walk-off win for Oakland. And just, you want to talk about a guy we've watched from his infancy and grow. And now, you know, he then he was in Cy Young, you know, talk. We watched him with an all-star selection. And despite not knowing 100% what these twins are going to do, we certainly saw glimpses of, oh, that's why they're heading into October baseball. Yeah, and Sonny Gray has been great this year. I, I know he's not going to win the American League Cy Young because it's going to go to Garrett Cole, and, it's, and it, finally he's going to win his Cy Young after all these dominant years. But Sonny Gray has eight wins, which I know people will say wins don't matter. He's a good case of why wins don't matter when evaluating a pitcher. He has eight wins, and he has a 279 ERA and 32 starts. He only has 184 innings pitch. He only went four innings today, but he's been great as the, as the essentially the ace of the twin staff along with Pablo Lopez who has been unbelievable since the trade for Luis Arise with the Miami Marlins. But Sonny pitching that game is going to be great because can you guess who the last starting pitcher to win a postseason game for the Twins was? Um, it'll be, it was 2004, so it's been a long time. Oh, gosh. Back when I had a metabolism. Um, I don't know. That'd be a uh, former Cy Young Award winner, Johan Santana, who won the Cy Young Oh, they beat they beat the Yankees in that game. I think it was five one, and then uh, they beat the Yankees two nothing, and then they haven't won a postseason game since. And That's luckily it. for them, they don't have to worry about playing the Yankees this year in the postseason because the Yankees didn't make it. They didn't. Are you, you are correct. Yeah, we, let's all bask in that glory of the Yankees not being in the postseason because you know no one likes the Yankees. So yeah, last time the Twins. I won think a they're fine. Game. I think people who don't like the Yankees just are jealous. Goodness gracious. Thank you, Susan. I, I grew up, as everyone knows, all if you don't, yeah, you will. I grew up as a Pirates fan from Pittsburgh, and the Pirates were terrible for so many years. Anytime they came to Pittsburgh and the Yankees were there and the Pirates won, it was like the, it was our World Series because, well, that's, we never won anything. So that's our World Series. Everybody has their World Series, and that is yours. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with the Twins in the postseason. There's some injuries uh, Carlos Correa, Byron Buxton, Royce Lewis. Hopefully they, they will be back. Um, they were live pitching in a simulated game at Target Field uh, yesterday. So there's going to be some health updates there. We do have some calls on the line. Road Trip Mike, I believe you're in Minnesota. You're leaving the ballpark right now. Um, good to hear from you, my friend. What do you got? Well, it's been a great year. Um, this was my 58th game for CDAs on the road, and I wouldn't have missed any of them for the world. The organization, the people, and the places were just phenomenal. The things that I've got to do in the county and you, Jessica, and, and the rest of the crew um, has been wonderful. I just, it's sad, kind of a sad day because, um, you know, it's the last game I'll see him this year until spring training next year, and we'll do it all over again. But uh, seeing the young kids come up has been a great experience. And I love how they intermingle with the fans and everything. It's just a good organization, and I'm proud to be a fan of them. Well, you know what? I, I'm. We always hear about you on some of these interviews. Brent Rooker recently shouted you out during an interview because he was talking about how there were a lot of fans that come on the road, but you're the one that sticks out the most. So he personally said, Mike, he'll see Mike on the road. And he, he shouted you out because you definitely stand out. You are one of the most kind and wonderful human beings I've ever come across 
road trip, Mike. And I hope that you know that. And I know that the A's are there and they see you on the road and they're so appreciative of everything that you do. And we need more fans like you in the world. And I just think that you need to be, you know, totally publicized with all the hard work that you do and following this team on the road. And you're very much noticed. Well, thank you very much. That means the world to me because, you know, I, these players and these, you know, and over the time with all this Vegas talk and everything, I get questions in every city and it's the same question about them going to Vegas and that. And I'm going to tell you what I tell everybody else. And it's simplistic, but it's from the heart. I point to the dugout and I tell these guys, those kids are going to run out on the field. I get to watch them play baseball and I don't care where it is. And that, that's what I've said to everybody and everything real simplistic but it's true and it truly comes from my heart i love watching these guys the energy they never quit the 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 fun of watching them grow and how they work with the coaches and the coaches are sitting there and and they they go over film with them and everything after the game you see them in the dugout and you see these things and the the other day when zach gellop uh Got a good hit, and Butler comes out and throws bubble gum on him. The the mm-hmm. stories that I've seen and the situations I've seen have touched my heart in ways no one will ever know. And you just wanna, you just never want it to end. Yeah, Mike, I I got a question for you, and thank you for calling all year long. I know a lot of the times it's with Tony, but thank you for calling in when Jess and I are here. I want to ask you, where does Target Field rank? among all the ballparks you've been to, not just this year, but overall? I'll, I'll say it's about eight. Um, the only thing, I, you know, great customer service. The ballpark is beautiful. It's just the food choices could be a little bigger, mm. a little better. The Fenway uh, yeah. Tank is hands down better than the Dodger Dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but don't get me wrong. I love the ballpark. Um, parking around it's kind of tough. There are a few things like that. But overall, about number eight. But I'll tell you what, I'm coming back next year because it's it's a great ballpark to visit. Take it in for what it is. Take the tours of these stadiums. It is just a joy to learn the history. And the, the uh, people that give the tours, are so knowledgeable in most of the cities, and it's just a great experience. Just go in looking at it as a ballpark, and I get to be here today, and I tell you what, there's not a ball bad, bad ballpark out there. I, I love that. I really love that. Mike, thanks so much for the call, and we'll, we'll see you next and year, okay? Can, can I pass one thing else on to you? Of course. About Trevor May and that I suffer from depression. And I have for years. And the A's, with the, the chance to see them and do this, makes it so much easier on days when you have a rough one. So mm-hmm. thanks to him for coming out, being honest, and putting it out there. Because a lot of people, like myself, suffer from it. And you just never know. I do. I totally understand. Yeah, you never know what somebody's going through, Mike. And I'm I'm glad that you shared that with us. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you all for uh, 
putting up with me in all my phone calls this year. <laughs> yeah, it was so hard, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks for calling. You know, he he makes a great point, Cody. This team saved my life. It was like the toughest personal year of my life. And if it wasn't for the A's, who knows where I would be. We so appreciate your calls. Yeah, Cody, uh, Brent Rooker straight up talked about road trip, trip Mike on during one of his interviews with Val Territory. He's like, yeah, I see him every time. And I know Dallas Braden sees him and notices him and He's like royalty. He got to go on the Fenway on Fenway Park and get in, get on the field and everything. So those guys are very important to us. So we appreciate those calls, huh, Cody? Absolutely. Road trip, Mike. Um, I mean, just all the callers. Uh, Greg and Slow. I know he's not going to call today because Tony's on here. So uh, that's fine. Uh, and that's probably because uh, last time I was on here with him, I we meaning the San Jose State Spartans ran all over his Cal Poly Mustangs. And then uh, obviously Robert in Portland, um, Bitter Bill. Hopefully he, we hear from Bitter Bill for the season ends and we get that 50th win because I really don't want to go to Modesto. Somehow I got looped into that with County. So I'm hoping. Wait, what's the situation with Modesto? Apparently if the A's get 50 wins, uh, from what I've been told, um, if the A's hit 50 wins, Towney doesn't have to go to Modesto. But if they don't get 50 wins, he we have to go to Modesto and buy Bitter Bill a, um, uh, a steak dinner is what I believe is what it was. <laughs> So, and then obviously Tony and I have a food bet with the uh, Seattle Mariners making the playoffs. So I'm rooting like crazy for the Mariners to sweep the Rangers this weekend so I can get out of having to buy him dinner again like I did last year. Because I said last year that a pitcher wouldn't go 200 innings and only like six guys or eight guys did it. But Sandy Alcantara blew everyone out of the water and this year it was Logan Webb. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna, and we're going to see the guy win the Cy Young in the National League and not even come anywhere close to 200 innings. So yeah. it's crazy how, how innings pitch is working. But yeah. Get to 50 and get me out of Modesto. But thank you to everyone who has called so far this year because we've only done this, you know, a dozen times or so, and Tony does it every single day. Um, so I know he appreciates the calls more than anything. So thank mm-hmm. you, guys. You're yeah, too we nice. Too. <laughs> I love I love soundboard Towny maybe more than real Towny. I, plenty I love you, Jessica Kleinschman. Because of that. I have so many good drops of him that, you know, from over the years that are so good, even from our days back in radio, that will blow your mind some of the stuff that he used to say. I don't think it'll blow my mind, Cody. I got to be honest. I don't think anything he says surprises me or blows my mind. Okay, I don't mean that in a negative way. Yeah, he's a radio veteran. So stream yeah. now he's a streaming, vet, streaming veteran because this is your five of Ace Cast. So. streaming veteran. You never thought you'd hear that, those words come out, but there it is, streaming veteran. So The streamers. <laughs> All right, we're going to go. We have more to go over. We're going to hear from Mark Kotze as the A's Clubhouse show continues. Thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, my little brother's friends won't leave our house. When I was their age, internet with basically no interruptions was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Now through December 21st, new customers can get 1.2 gigabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and Wi-Fi equipment included when you add Xfinity Mobile with unlimited data at regular rates. Switch today. Requires paperless phone and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity internet. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. And the underdogs, Oakland Athletics, win their first championship since they were in Philadelphia 
Philadelphia in 1930. Hi, I'm Raleigh Fingers, Hall of Famer, three-time World Series champion with the Oakland A's and World Series MVP. Winning takes teamwork, skill, and heart. So when you need an ace for a personal injury lawyer that will win you the game, go with the winning team. Call Venardi Zarata at 833-VZ for me or go to vzlawfirm.com. Bernardi Serrata, the official injury law firm of the Oakland A's. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. A podiatrist will tell you about your feet. An orthopedist will tell you about your bones. A physical therapist will analyze your gait. A psychologist will help you manage your anxiety. But what if they're all connected? What if your walk affects your hip alignment and the loss of movement affects your mental health? At Kaiser Permanente, we know the body is connected in unseen ways. That's why our doctors work together to care for all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. 3-2 pitch swung on a drive in the left center field gap and deep. It's going and it is gone! A three-run homer for Rucker and the A's win it 9-7! You're listening to A's Cast. And the fish to Tony. And he hits a line drive, base hit to right. Notice the third up with the ball, Gonzalez. Around third is Noda. Throw to the plate is offline, and the A's have won it. A walk-off base hit to right by Tony Kemp has scored Noda from second base. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. Two and two. Taylor about two steps toward right center, deep and right, Larnick straight away. Here's the 2-2 pitch on the way, and it's swung on, hit to deep right. Larnick is back. He will turn and watch it fly. And that quickly, the A's have taken the lead. 2-1 A's in the eighth on a home run by Noda. That might have landed up on the concourse in right field. He knew it. That was a big fly. Indeed. His 16th of the year. Now the A's first hit off of Maeda is a deep shot from their first baseman. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Noda showed up, he showed out, got his eighth inning homer to lift the team over the Twins. And he's just been phenomenal all season. And also Luis Medina had one of the best outings of the season for him a very imperative outing heading into the offseason three hits one run three walks four strikeouts in six innings here's what mark kotze had to say about medina after the game i think it's one of his best of the year really um you know the young man went out there and showed a lot of poise going out in that sixth inning getting the bases loaded jam you know my mindset today was to challenge him to get through that inning and um, you know, give him the opportunity his last start of the year to, to you know, uh, get a win and not only get a win, but just show us, you know, what he's built and how he's built up and um, the progress he's made. So overall, um, a great way to finish the year and going into next year for him. 
Um, it looked like you kind of pulled him aside a little bit after that sixth inning. Did you give him any just message after that? Yeah, I mean, mostly just hey, we're gonna we're gonna take this start into next year, and you know, just told him the, the progress he's made, and uh, you know, it was an example of how he competed today and in that sixth inning he, he showed us the poise you know early in the year I'd say he probably would have unraveled right there and uh, you know to get through that situation make big pitches um, shows it just you know obviously from where he started uh, when he came up to us to where he's finishing now it's uh, it's a good sign yeah and like we, what we talked about earlier Cody just the situation he was in he could have easily just let it all go unraveled and it could have been a game changer of really a game i don't want to sound redundant there and he showed poise and i think that's what separates the rookies from the mature guys and to see how much they've improved over the season i just you know we take a step back and we think about what april was like what march was like and they're all growing and we get to see it from this perspective, these older guys. And obviously, like Trevor May said, he's grown and and that's very true. But when you're a younger guy, you get to experience all these changes in the game because you're trying to figure yourself out. And Luis Medina had a lot of identifying in himself and what he was able to do. And it was really great to see that Kotze understood the assignment not that he never does because he's always evaluating he's evaluating every single one of those guys especially when you have a younger roster like that heading into the off season and to know mission's complete i came what i i came here i saw what i needed to see and i got it done it's really great to see cody yeah and like like we said hopefully this is a good building block for luis medina going forward into next year because he's looked great. Um, he looked great today, and he has an electric arm that hopefully can play for the A's going forward. We want to know. I mean, selfishly for me, I want to know what the future is for Mason Miller. No, it's not because he's a Pittsburgh guy. It's because he has an electric arm too. And I think for him, he's a guy they need to figure out what his future is because he could be deadly as a you know couple inning reliever or even a late you know back of the end back of the bullpen kind of guy. Uh, maybe even a closer in his future, so he's another one. But yeah, with Medina, very, very impressed with what he was able to do. And I agree with uh, Kase that this was his best start of the year. Um, I don't think it comes close what he's able to do. Getting out of that sixth inning with all the pressure that was on him, I think this is something to really build off of. Like I've mentioned before about Ken Waldachuk from last year and his last start going into next season because the A's are looking for starters, and hopefully Medina is one of the guys that they can break spring training with to be their, their starter going into the 2024 season. Yeah, and you know, on the other side of it, I think my I want to say my most improved player this season, Shea Langoliers, uh, Ken Waldachuk is tied with that. But the way that Shay, I feel like you guys can't see me, but if you could, I feel like when it comes to Shay, he's definitely a servant. I've talked to him about this before. He's got the servant mentality. He puts the pitcher first, which is ultimately your job. Everything else is a bonus. And his hitting came around. And we don't want to be all excited. We don't want to concentrate on this batting average that he lacks. But those 21 homers for a catcher, that's phenomenal. You know, we know he had power heading into, you know, coming off of that trade. And obviously, we traded for Christian Pache, too, in that Matt Olson trade. But my phone was blowing up, and people were telling me how great Shea Langoliers was. 
and the type of power we're getting with him. And he's sneaky quick on the bases too. He can steal some bags. You know, he's a well-rounded player. And I heard it from JP Sears before that guy's going to have a very long career in the bigs. And, you know, you spent your 2022 season learning from Stephen Vogt, who had a very long career. And it had a lot to do with the fact that he was a servant mentality himself and coachable, of course. And I, I could just see Shea having a very long career after he's done playing. And here's what he had to say after the game today. Yeah, um, I thought he looked really good, you know. Um, just trying to keep telling him. He's got really, really good stuff. He doesn't have to try to do extra and make the pitch extra nasty. It's like trust your stuff in the zone and go straight after guys and you do a really good job of it. Uh, especially in that six, obviously, a little bit of a jam there. What, what do you think kind of helped him maybe calm down and kind of get through it? There? Yeah, I think, um, you know, stuff like that's going to happen. It's kind of it's how you reset and bounce back and, you know, you keep making pitches. And bases loaded, no outs. We got out of it, giving up one run. It's a phenomenal job. Just from what you've seen from when he obviously first came up to now, mm -hmm. um, have you seen kind of a, a growth there that, yeah. um, as a starter, especially just? Yeah, he's definitely, um, you know, he's, he's matured. He's learning along the way. Um, he's got that fire, um, that competitive edge. He just, you know, he wants to be the best version of himself every day. And, you know, that's just something that we're all trying to take together as a team. And um, he's done a really good job since he's been up. Can I just say, during post-game sessions, it's almost impossible to get a hold of Shea Langoliers. He's got like a very long post-game scenario where it takes him a while, which is fine. Like he he works the hardest. He's back there in the squat position, calling the games, game planning, all the things. He deserves to take his time. But it does take us a while to find him because he's usually getting reset and working on his care, his after-game care. Um, but, you know, I think we're finally able to see the Shea Langoliers. And we saw it with Sean Murphy, you know, like the first season we saw what he was able to do behind the plate. These catchers are very mature, Cody, heading into after they get drafted because they have to be. They have no choice. Imagine heading into spring training. You're bushy-tailed and bright-eyed, and you have to catch Max Scherzer or you have to catch Frankie Montas. You have to catch the some Chris Bassett. I mean, that's not really a hard thing. He's amazing. But if you imagine that you have to mature very quickly, you have to game plan against some of the biggest names in the game with some of the biggest monetary contracts in the game. So you got to grow up real fast. So it's really cool to watch these guys streamline the maturation process. And for Shay, everything just needed to catch up with him. And now it's kind of all caught up. And I just feel like a mad, we're all excited about these, this starting rotation. We have Zach Geloff. We have the outfield scenario because J.J. Blade is going to be back. And then Lawrence Butler and Esteli Uri Ruiz is finally figuring out his defensive capabilities. Look what Shea Langoliers is going to do next season, Cody. I'm stoked. Well, like I said, he went from starting 17 games last year behind the dish to 123 now this year, second most in the American League behind only Cal Raleigh. You know him as the big dumper in Seattle, uh, and he's a power-hitting catcher as well. Langlier's fourth catcher in Oakland A's history to hit 20 home runs in a season. So you see what the bat's done. I know that everyone's going to complain that he's one of the worst defensive run saves catcher in baseball, but it doesn't matter because he's building. He's had to deal with 24 different starting pitchers and 40-something different pitchers overall this year. So 
him him playing a full season this year is going is great for him going into next year and hopefully we can see more of that speed on the base pass because in spring training I joked with them telling them that Fran Reardon keeps telling us how much you could run the bags we want you to be a 2020 guy we're gonna have like I forgot I think it's like 17 or 18 2020 guys this year because of the new rules changes so maybe Shea eventually could get there I know he doesn't have the bags this year but that's something to look forward to and another thing to look forward to this series against Anaheim SC Ruiz is still one steal away from tying. Kenny Lofton's American yeah. League record of uh, of 66 in 1992. No Otani, no Trout, no <clears throat> Rendon. Uh, so maybe the A's can get a couple in Anaheim and Rend- and uh, SC can get the get to 67 and, and beyond and, and get the uh, new American League rookie record because that'll be a good thing to see for the A's in a year where it's been a lot of turmoil and trying to figure out what's going on for the future. If, the, if he can set that record and Brent Rooker can get the 30 home runs and what yeah. Langoliers did, that's – Three good offensive pieces, along with Zach Geloff, going into 2024. Not to mention, Ruiz did that while he was on the IL for a pretty good extended period of time. And I often forget that when Ruiz gets on base, he's not going to steal one bag. He's going to get second and third. Like, don't don't trip, chocolate chip. Like, we're going to see two bags stolen from Ruiz. So hopefully we see that during the Angels series. But for now, we're going to pause for station identification on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. And you mentioned Brent Rooker. So he did hit his 29th home run of the season on Friday, and he needs one more home run to become the 24th player in Oakland history to hit 30 or more home runs in a season. And when it comes to him, the RBI thing, like, sure, sure. But that, I think that kind of comes with time too. when you're going to, there was one, one season, was it when Ole was on the team? I feel like he was hitting a lot of bombs, but nobody was on base. Um, Those things happen. Chris Davis made the same thing. I don't remember, but I feel like there was a season where it was just like constant solo bombs. Maybe it was last season or maybe it was all the seasons, Cody. I don't remember. I feel like it was just something that happened. In 19, Olsen at 36 home runs, it had 91 RBIs. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of low because this year, um, uh, I hate to bring it up. So sorry, A fans, but he has 53 home runs at 133. No. He also plays in a star studded lineup that where everyone gets on base and scores. So that makes a little. That makes sense. But, yeah, even the year before, in 2018, he had 29 home runs and drove in 84. And then his first kind of taste in the Beelies when he played 59 games, he had 24 home runs and drove in 45. So there's kind of a something there where there's no one really on base. That's 24 solo home runs and maybe a couple, you know, there are 24 home runs. And a lot of them seem to be solo or no one was on base because he only had 45 runs driven in. So Rooker to get to 30, it's a big deal for a guy that was literally DFA'd by by the Royals, and the A's acquired him, former Twins first-round draft pick, won the Triple Crown in college at, at uh, Mississippi. Yeah, him and Rafael Palmero. If you have, no one's ever heard of him, he's a pretty good player. So great company for Brent Rooker and him to get the 30 home runs and be the A's all-star. And I know we harp on a lot of things. Tony and I harp on a lot of things. He does strike out a lot, but he has a lot of power, and he's kind of figured it out. And Stabilized, he's gonna be like a 240, 250 hitter for the A's, and uh, I think he'll be back next maybe year. Like Chris Davis, maybe he'll get like the 240. He hits 40 home runs three years in a row. I mean, I think they struck gold with another player. Uh, yeah. but 30 is a good start for Brent Rooker 
uh, going into next year. Yeah, and like it, it's kind of cool. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll be happy with 20 home runs. You know, I'll be happy with 25 home runs. Now I need to get 30 home runs." And it's really cool to watch. For him, it was about the opportunities. Like we talked to Este Uri Ruiz earlier in the season when Brent Rooker was on this tear, and Este was just like, "He's, I'm sorry, Brent's always been like this." He's always been like this. He just needed the at-bats. He needed the exposure. And maybe that's what it was. And I and I understand he definitely cooled off quite a bit. But then you have to still have those opportunities. We didn't give up on Ken Waldachuk, did we? No. Why give up on Brett Rooker? No. And I know it's a very unique scenario that the A's are in. They could experiment a little bit more. But sometimes you just got to give these people a chance. Because baseball you're playing a game at the highest level of failure. This sport is hard, y'all. Deion Sanders said it himself. Football Hall of Famer said, "I, you want me to hit a baseball? That ish is hard. That's why Cody and I talk about it. Because we can't do it. I can't. I'm kidding. I'm a better baseball player than Cody. We all know that. But you get where I'm coming from. Well, don't sleep on me. I was a good power hitter in high school with a lot of strikeouts. And um, yeah, that's about it. You were the Brent Rooker of your high school? Uh, well, no, I, I wasn't an all-star and uh, all that I stuff. was an all-star. I was an 11-12 all-star. Yeah, I was too. And then when I, got, when I got older, I just wasn't as good as some of the other kids. And we had a terrible baseball team. So what's that tell you about me? There's a lot that that tells me about you, Cody. I You're an to, all-star in my book. I appreciate that. I, I stick to pickleball now. So pickleball, pick up basketball. Those, those are my things to go to now. Pickleball and pickup basketball is exactly what every guy who wants to be the Little League Brent Rooker does with their life now. You want to be the best, you got to go out and perform and compete against the best. That's Thank cool. you, Emo. The emo knows. That's what I do every yeah, single day. Right. Emo walked right in here, took the mic from me and said that, and then walked out. Rome wasn't built in the day, so that's all, that's all I want to tell you. Rome was not built in the day. Do as the Romans do. That's probably Rome the greatest. wasn't built in the day. I think that's the greatest email drop we have, by the way. I, I think, I think it's, it's like, it's like I picture the like me on the sidelines with the a microphone, and somebody says that, and you're like, I didn't ask you that about that, but I'm glad you said it. Like one of the cliche sports things. Back of the baseball card. That's that's the one that drives me and Tommy crazy. The or. Yeah, it, it, or you just like look at your senior quote, and there's always like the baseball hardo who says like, if you know, three and one count, live life like a three and one count. Ugh. Well, that's uh, a hitter's count, so um, that's in your favor. Yeah. So. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna be back here in a little bit as the A's Clubhouse show continues. We have out of town scoreboard. Uh, uh, what's your name, Cody? And then we have thanks. <laughs> we have what's on deck. You know, out of town Mike forgot to mention you, and I doubled up on that, and I'm very sorry about that, Cody. It's okay. Road trip Mike will remember. It's okay. He'll he's probably thinking about it right now. He's probably gonna try to call back and tell him no, no. Thanks. Uh, th tell Cody thank you. It's okay. <laughs> I, 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 Clubhouse show continues. 
Hey, it's Eno Saris, your friendly neighborhood baseball scribe. There are two things I love, baseball and beer. When I'm not busy around the ballpark, you'll likely catch me back with a cold one at any of Fieldwork Brewing's eight locations sprinkled across the Bay Area. Fieldwork's got a rotating lineup of over 20 beers on tap that's as diverse as any 26-man roster. They got everything from super juicy, hazy IPAs to crisp pilsners and tropical sours that make your taste buds do the wave. Whether you're all about that draft life or prefer to grab some cans to go, Fieldwork's got your bases covered. Check them out at fieldworkbrewing.com to learn more. That's fieldworkbrewing.com. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. Is convenience a state of mind or a real thing? At Extra Mile, it's a real thing, and it's in everything they do. The stores are spacious, organized, clean, and well-lit, so you can get in quickly, get what you need, and keep going. It's just what you'd expect from a place serving up the hot and fresh food and snacks you love. So treat you right, and check out Extra Mile's fresh take on the convenience store experience. Extra Mile convenience stores at select Chevron and Texaco locations. Jessica has to take her kids to school, go to the supermarket, finish the sales report for her boss, do the laundry, help her mom with her doctor's appointment, get the car washed and the oil change, walk the dog, go to the pharmacy to get her daughter's allergy medication, remind her husband again to take out the trash, meal prep, call her dad. Life doesn't stop, but your Medi-Cal coverage just might. That's why Kaiser Permanente wants to remind you that you may need to renew your coverage. Go to kp.org slash stay covered and get the information you need. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Hey, A's fans, you know that running your own business is a slugfest every day. That's why businesses have been counting on Mechanics Bank since 1905. From operating lines of credit to equipment and real estate loans, they can help build your lineup to meet today's challenges and prepare for tomorrow's opportunities. Stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com today. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. All loans subject to program eligibility and credit. Approval. Thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, my little brother's friends won't leave our house. 
When I was their age, internet with basically no interruptions was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Now through December 21st, new customers can get 1.2 gigabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and Wi-Fi equipment included when you add Xfinity Mobile with unlimited data at regular rates. Switch today. Requires paperless phone and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity internet. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy news website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. A 2-2 from Wade. Swing and a drive. Down the right field line. To the corner. It's gone. Are you kidding me? Dan Johnson with two strikes, two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Has just hit it out. And the Rays are tied at seven. There's still life. This is A's Clubhouse. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Well, you heard the highlight, Cody. I know this is an important reminiscent day for you probably the greatest night of baseball viewing of my entire life i was in my last year of college yeah last year of college and when that happened that's that was the great late dave wills on the on ray's radio when dan johnson former ace first baseman ray's trailing seven nothing in the in the game come back in the ninth inning he hits the home run to tie the game against the yankees they're trailing. They're trying to make the postseason 2011 game 162. And then in extra innings, Evan Longoria, well, he ended it and put him in the playoffs. Two, two, and a right right. shot down the left field line. That ball is gone. And the Rays win it. A line drive home run by Evan Longoria. And the Rays storm the field. It's an 8 7 final on Longoria's second home. And moments after, Baltimore comes back to beat the Red Sox. The Rays win it on the home run by Longoria. And there's some celebrating going on here. That was uh, Dwayne Stats on Rays television when they beat the Yankees 8-7 to move on to the postseason. The Red Sox were eliminated earlier in the night by the Baltimore Orioles. So the Rays got in because of that. The Yankees obviously won the division that year. Then in the National League, the Cardinals made up an eight-and-a-half game deficit starting in the month of September to catch the Braves as they beat the Astros in that, that night, and then the Braves lost to the Phillies. So they were eliminated. Cardinals get in behind Chris Carpenter. So Rays in, Cardinals in. It was just an awesome night of baseball viewing for all those games that end like that. Uh, now this year, no more tiebreakers. Everything's uh, No tiebreaker games, all set on tiebreakers, head-to-head records, interdivisional, mm-hmm. intradivisional. So – it's going to be awesome. Hopefully on Sunday we see something like that with the Mariners, the Astros, and the Rangers going for the AL West in the postseason. Don't sleep on the Blue Jays who are still not – they still have not clinched the playoffs. So it's going to be great viewing the next few days in Major League Baseball. 
Yeah. And I, I was going to say, you know, they don't really make baseball games like that anymore, but I kind of want to take a step back on that. They certainly do. I feel like even with the rule changes, the magic is still there in some of these, these games, especially with the way that like the AL West is stacked um, and just the overview Obviously, the Braves are running away with it, and so are the Dodgers. But that's not the case for a lot of these teams where anything can happen. And even with the three-game wild card series now, I will say I do miss a one-game wild card unless I'm rooting for the team that's in it. It's a hot mess. There, I will say, like that Royals-A's game, I'm still having heart palpitations from that wild card game. That was one of the greatest viewing games of my history that I've seen. So it's just 2014 wildcard game, AL wildcard mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Yes. Whew. Whew. Tough so game. Crazy. Just crazy. Um, but yeah, that's this is the best time of year when it comes to baseball. And honestly, I kind of like that we can just be fans. You know what I mean? We could just be fans. We can enjoy it. I do have some playoff coverage that I have to do for awful announcing and the comeback, but it's a different type of vibe. And I'm looking forward to it. And it's kind of cool when you're on this side of it all to be able to just witness some herstory. Love it. We're going to take a look at our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mechanics Bank. Since we were an early game, there aren't that many to go over. But the Royals fall to the Tigers 8-0. to zero. Diaz gets the win. And over there for the Diamondbacks White Sox, the White Sox defeat the Diamondbacks 3-1. to one. Banks gets the win there. And here's a clip from that game. And Vaughn cranks one high and deep to left. Guriel is out of Rome. Two nothing. So, like I said, not a lot of scores to go over, but I think we all know that what Vaughn can do. Seven to three, the Tigers are in the bottom of the seventh. They are doing a double double header today. It was from that September 27th game. Brewers defeating the Cardinals two to zero. Let's talk about the Brewers for a second, Cody. And I think I heard Townie talk on the post-game show yesterday. Somebody was comparing Mark Canna to somebody. And I don't think that the the comparison was rather accurate, but I I like when these situations happen and they're former A's and it's very much at, well, I told you so. We talk about the East Coast bias, the West Coast bias, you know, and of course I think Ryan Noda is the best rule five guy since Mark Canna, but that guy is such a fabulous player, well-rounded, aggressive at the plate without trying too hard. Obviously he's got the power. He's great on defense. He's a game changer when it comes to a team. That's a hell of an acquisition by them during the trade deadline. Well, for the Brewers, a team built on starting pitching with Corbin Burns and Woodruff, who was hurt for most of the year, and Freddie Peralta and Wade Miley. They've had a lot of good starting pitching, but Mark Kotze has been awesome. Mark Kotze Kotze was an awesome player, but Mark Hanna has been great for them ever since he came over from the Mets. For the Mets this year, he only had 29 – he only had in his games play with the Mets – he had 29 RBIs, and since he came to the Brewers, he's already had 32 and 47 games. So he's been a game changer for the Brewers when they've lost guys like Garrett Mitchell and Yelich has been hurt. He's been a nice leader for them to have in their clubhouse. Rowdy Telez is now back, hopefully going into the postseason. I, I adopt the Brewers in the National League Central because the Pirates stink every year. So the Brewers are always a team I, I pull forward to start winning in the National League Central. And 
you know, a lot couple of, was at 18 and 19, they were in there against the Dodgers. They almost went to the World Series in 18, and Yelich was the MVP. They lost, he lost in 19 to Bellinger. So the Brewers, are they just keep turning out guys and, and winning every year, and now the talk of Craig Council could maybe step away and maybe join David Stearns in New York. I, I'm with Tony, and I talked about it yesterday on AceCast Live. Why would you step away from what you built in Milwaukee? I know it's New York, but what they're doing in Milwaukee with the limited payroll and, and the guys they're developing from the pitching side, it's time. It's a great time to be not just a Brewers fan, but a Milwaukee sports fan because now that Dame Lillard is a Milwaukee Buck, the, the Packers are off to a great start. Brewers have now another NL Central title, so it's a good time to be a Milwaukee sports fan. But, yeah, the Brewers are a good story, and hopefully in the National League they can make a run this year and maybe take down the Braves or the Dodgers in the postseason uh, because – they're, they they definitely have the pitching to do it. So how can their offense help them? And Mark Canna will definitely be a guy that helps their offense for sure. And all of these teams are hungry, you know, and, and postseason baseball is a different animal of its own. It doesn't matter what you did in the regular season. Look at how the Boston Red Sox have been. You know, sometimes if they have a really lowly season, but they manage to make it to the postseason, they're just, they know how to handle it. So it's always kind of, it's interesting to watch that take place. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we have more matchups ahead tonight. Pirates and Phillies that begins at 6.05 p.m. Eastern. Ortiz against Wheeler. Yankees and Blue Jays with our boy Bass on the bump later on this evening. Red Sox and Orioles. Mets and Marlins. Lazardo gets the start in that matchup. The Mariners and the Rangers will go up against each other, Cody tonight at 640 here on the best coast Montgomery versus Logan Gilbert that's an imperative game that's a very important game because not just because it's you know two AL West guys going up against each other but it's this these two teams who are so hungry and who have so much to lose and so much to win who wins in that matchup well selfishly I'm rooting for Seattle because I want there there's a dinner riding on it for me, but I just like Seattle. I mean, they're looking to clinch back-to-back postseason appearances for the first time since 2000-2001. For a franchise that had the missed a postseason for 20 years in a row, it'd be, I think it'll be, it would be cool to have them back in the playoffs. But they're going to be against a really good pitcher in Jordan Montgomery, who the Rangers acquired at the deadline from the Cardinals, along with Chris Stratton. In 10 starts, he's a 292 ERA for the Rangers. He's been probably the Rangers' best starter because you know the Grom's been hurt and he's had Tommy Johns. He's out. Scherzer's been up and down for them, and they've had a lot of injuries on offense, but Jordan Montgomery has been a stabilizing force in their in their rotation. Uh, Logan Gilbert's been the second-best pitcher probably for the Mariners behind Luis Castillo. Hopefully he can carry them to a victory tonight and they can cut the deficit because they're a game and a half out of the last wild-card spot, and the Astros are only a, game, uh, only a half game behind the, Bre- uh, the Blue Jays for the second wild-card spot. So it's going to be pure madness in the last few days of the season and if you're looking at the divisional race, the Mariners are only a game and a half. Or, or, well, they're four games back. They need to literally sweep the, the Rangers if they want to win the AL West. Um, so, that, but And the Astros are two and a half back. So the wild card is what they're looking at. They need to get a win tonight or the, uh, they can kiss their playoff. And, and for sure, their uh, chance of winning the AL West, uh, goodbye. And I just love a Seattle atmosphere in the postseason. I want that again. That's uh, it always looks great, like because obviously last year it came at the expense of the A's when Cal. And Raleigh, the Angels oh. always forge. Uh, well, I never, selfishly, the Angels. I'm, I hope they they're never good. Um, just mainly because my wife's an Angels fan, and she just they're now she can know what it's like to be a fan of a team that doesn't win. 
uh, like yeah. I have been my entire life with the Pirates. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the Mariners can get it done tonight against the Rangers. But we'll see. But it's going to be great the next few days in the uh, watching in the AL West. Get your popcorn ready, fellas and ladies, and everybody else. I just feel like it's going to be a really fun postseason. Now it's time to see what's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at ashbylumber.com. Tomorrow at 4 o'clock, AceCast Live begins. And Cody, who are your guests? We're going to have uh, Roxy. You guys know him as Alan Bernstein. Uh, he'll be with us at 4.30 from ESPN. He's doing the Brewer Series in the postseason, so it'll be nice to catch up with Roxy ahead of the last weekend. We're going to have uh, four-time All-Star and seven-time Gold Glove winner and Angels radio analyst Mark Langston on. San Jose State Spartan, so I'm sure Tony's going to be excited to catch mm -hmm. up with his fellow Spartan brethren. And then we'll have Mark Hase for the final Mark Hase show of the 2023 season mm -hmm. at 530. <laughs> Ace Little Access begins at 555 with another Greatest Oakland Ace Playoff Games with Vince Catronio. And Mark Kotze will will chat with Ken Korak. First pitch against the Angels live from Anaheim with Ken Korak and Vince Catronio on the call. Cody, this is our last pre and post of the season. I know it's it's crazy. Well, first of all, I never thought in my wildest dreams that I, that I'd be doing uh, post game uh, talk on the radio and Ace Cast and streaming. But uh, it's been a great opportunity to do this again with you this year. We've done a lot more than we did last year, but. Yeah. Um, it's a big thanks to the A's, to to our boss, Delaire, and to Tony trusting us to fill in when Tony's doing television and just need, needs time off. So uh, I'm very appreciative and grateful for that and thankful to the broadcasters for, you know, welcoming us in to, to do this. And Robert and Scott and Vince, who have been in the studio, who don't get enough appreciation for what they do. So uh, thank you guys for always being there for us. And Jess, it's always been fun doing this. So hopefully next year we, we have some uh, stability with everything going on in our broadcast department and uh we'll, we'll be back doing this you know next year uh at, at a steady rate again yeah it was definitely an interesting one but i think we definitely killed it overall i i was talking to somebody about it recently and i mean ken ken said it it was definitely there was some tribute trials and tribulations we had to get through and it wasn't just because of the win losses obviously we know as far as where the future of this team is going to go is in question marks and up in the air. But I think what we had to deal with, we did it pretty well. And I'm so thankful for the opportunities that this team has given me. And you mentioned Delaire and, and Townie and trusting us to be on here. And obviously the help with, with from Robert and Scott has been absolutely phenomenal. Michael Baird, everybody, just because it can be kind of scary. And it was just you know, I know I can handle some of these things, but knowing that I have a lot to, of people to fall back on and have my back makes it that much better. It makes me a good, you know, host and broadcaster and analyst, host all the things. Um, I'm so excited for next year. I think we're all going to be better because of this season. Um, and we just have a lot more to, to work off of and work from and, and build. And I'm excited, Cody. And this was such a blast with you. We have so much fun. Um, I feel like I'm just hanging out with like my brother and we're just like hanging out, talking about baseball and it's the best. For sure. Well said. And uh, we got, we went on a high note. We went on a win because for a while it, it was uh, a little dicey it, for us with our quite, quite dicey. <laughs> quite we, dicey. We, and we strong. 
Yeah, we do it end strong. And I and I'm excited for these last three games. I have some A's cast stuff planned for my segments. So I'm not going away quite yet. And I know you aren't either, but tomorrow is the last A's cast live of the regular season. You'll still be around in the off season, um, bringing all the fun content. Robert, thanks again so much for all of your help. Once again, the A's do win this one two to one against the Twins, heading to Anaheim to end the last three games of the season. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And this is my sign off for pre and post for the 2023 season. Thank you guys for following along and we'll see you at the ballpark. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.